0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. Today, we got some thumbs down, some fists to the face, and some other cool stuff for you. My name is Julian. I'm here at Brooklyn. What's going on, big fella?
1: Not much, bro. I'm excited, dude. You want to know why? Why? What episode is this? This is 98, yeah? This is 98. Next week, 99. We're two weeks away from our 100th episode. Which is pretty crazy, guys. A hundred episodes in. Absolutely wild. A hundred episodes, and we've loved every single minute of it. Honestly, yeah. We got something cool planned for you guys. We do. So make sure you stay tuned on that on the YouTube, just the spectators. Stay tuned on our socials for any updates at underscore the spectators, Instagram, Twitter, check out the TikTok too. A lot of good TikTok and, content Yeah, coming just, out. I will say that. Absolutely. A lot of cool stuff coming. Yeah, for sure. So just stay on the lookout for that. Keep your eyes open. Stay tuned. We're excited. We hope you guys are too. We appreciate all the love as always. And yeah, let, let's get right into the action this week Jew what we got
0: yeah so uh you know a lot of baseball going on this week and uh you had two pretty impressive win streaks coming into the week with the yankees and the braves and then the yankees continued it into the weekend the rays are on an absolute tear right now too they're beating up on the orioles at every little corner they possibly can but the true story in baseball this week the true story which it seems Mm -hmm. like they're always a story for the strangest reasons whether it's Cespedes just not showing up for games or DeGrom not getting any sort of run support or DeGrom being hurt or this guy being hurt or whatever it might be. The New York Mets are back in the spotlight for the wrong reasons again. They have been absolutely awful since the All-Star game. They've been really, really bad. They have officially have a worse record than the Detroit Tigers two weeks After being first in their division. So they were leading the NL East. I think they're like 11 games back now. I could be wrong about that. I hope I'm wrong about that. Uh, (laughs) There are a lot of games back of the Braves. And it, it all gets capped off with a nice little cherry on top. Where yesterday there is a big issue. Where Mets players have been getting booed for a couple of weeks now as i just said they have not been playing very well since the trade deadline they've been 9 and 20 really bad the, the complete opposite of the other new
1: york team right yeah really bad and just for context new york fans for any given sport or just even whatever you're doing if you're not performing you're going to hear it you're going to get booed they they're, they're going to say something Yes. Yeah, they're not just going to sit there and watch you be trash and particularly when and there's
0: expectations given, the Mets were supposed to be pretty good this year, or at least yeah. kind of how we've seen them the last couple of years. On paper, yeah. But, I mean, you
1: know, the Mets have had really good on-paper teams the last decade. Yeah,
0: and it, it's tough when the hitting goes to crap. I think there was a there's a graph I saw last week where there's one guy hitting above his weighted runs created from last year, and that's Jonathan VR. And the only reason that he's better than his weighted runs created last year is because he was like – a 17 last year. So, like, really bad. Like, shouldn't be in the league bad. And then he's kind of pieced it together. He's had a good career, so you knew he was kind of going to do that. But everybody else is well below their weighted runs created from last year. And when they didn't have a particularly great offense already last year, it's not not the best uh, recipe for success. You go get Lindor. He hasn't been particularly great whenever he's been healthy. Uh, You go get Javier Baez, who is – Exactly what you expect from Javi Baez—he's either boomer bust, striking out four times a game, or is hitting the home run with two double. It's it's so strange with the, the way he kind of plays. Yeah, and this is a weird situation because the Mets president—or not the president—the uh, yeah, the president—I think—comes out with a statement saying, "New York fans, like here's the the shortened version, right? New York fans are very passionate, and we will not accept our players." Booing or gesturing against what our fans are doing. Because obviously, fans are going to boo if they're not happy, right? But the players, there seems to be a little revolution where they get a hit or something like that. And you've seen this with Javi and and Lindor, particularly. And they kind of look at each other in a dugout and give the double thumbs down. And this just came to the spotlight last night. This just became an issue. They interviewed Javi last night. And he pretty much said, I mean, if they're going to boo me, you know, we're going to we're going to do our thumbs down thing, <laughs> which it really wasn't like that. But that's kind of how uh, he just said it during this interview as he has his kid in his hand, which is super
1: funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One, one of the quotes from Baez, in my case, the fans got to be better. It's just how I feel. I love the fans. I like playing for the fans, but we can't have our fans against us. That's that's but that seems kind of fair. It's not like you're right? playing in the friendly confines of Wrigley Field anymore. New York ain't friendly. They're not gonna waste their time looking and watching and cheering for a bad product on the field. They're gonna let you know when you're not producing. And look, New York fans are smart. They understand the game is hard. You're you're not gonna be great all the time. I understand that. But when you are horrific, they're going to let it be known. Prime example, you look at the other New York team, the Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton comes to New York. The first couple games, he went on a tear, hitting a couple home runs the first two games, comes to the Bronx, strikes out five times, gets booed. Yeah. And you take it on the chin and you move Move on. on. You get better. You play better. And they won't boo you just like that. So that's how you get the fans on your side, not giving the fans thumbs down. <laughs> like that—that that doesn't solve anything.
0: Yeah, and you know they're, they're doing thumbs down and all that, and all that comes out yesterday. But there was a really interesting clip from uh, SNY TV, the one of the verified uh, accounts that covered the Mets, and it was just Javi rips a leadoff single to start the second inning. He gets the hit. He looks at Frankie in the dugout. He gives the double thumbs down, right? Nothing crazy. That's all we've been talking about. The date on this tweet, 8 is 24 days ago as of the recording of this video or this uh, this podcast and 23 days prior to this whole issue being an issue. So there have been 23 days since the thumbs down was documented as being a thing and it took that long for this to actually become an issue and i want this to also be known this was in the way game that they did this as well so i don't really know what's happening i don't know if cohen and the president just aren't watching i think his name's sandy i don't think they're just just not watching the games i guess (laughs) and more so the president because he was the one who came out with that statement right uh, I guess they're just not watching the games because this is not something that's been new. This is something they've been doing for the last couple of weeks. And granted, it's been doing like during a rough stretch. But it-, it doesn't feel overly directed at the fans if they're doing it at away games. And I think uh, Javi just kind of said that out of uh, maybe some frustration, even after a win, too, which they
1: did last night. Yeah. It- it's just odd, man, because you got ownership. You even got the manager, Luis Rojas, on the side of everybody else saying, you just got to get used to it. It's New York. Yeah. A direct quote from Rojas, especially Mets fans, New York fans, this market, this city knows baseball probably more than any other city. Sure. They have the right to react however they want, and we got to understand where they're coming from. Our job is to be ready every day to give them the best baseball. And That's absolutely right. And he said, Baez just has to get used to it.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's for Javi in particular, right, if you're anybody else on this team, if you're looking at the free agents, so, right, you're looking at Kevin Pillar, you're looking at Frankie, those guys got to get over it, right, 100%. Because they picked to be here, they chose New York, they chose the Mets. But if you're a guy like Javi who – I don't know how much say he had in where he was going. I'm sure he had a little bit if he ended up in, in New York, right? I'm sure he had a little bit. Yeah. But to, to what extent, I don't know. We're, we're not in those front offices. Uh, he's leaving the Cubs, right, which is a place that he developed, he grew, he won a World Series, he was really important, he was a fan favorite for a little bit, and he was the best player on that team for a couple years there. And then he gets shipped off during this great exodus of all the players. And he's now just in this situation where all of a sudden he's not home and he's getting booed for being the same player. Which, granted, that same player hasn't been particularly great the last two years. No, start out out there. Still a great defender, but it's a really, really interesting situation. And the best part about it is for the Mets, they traded Ahmed Rosario to go get a uh, Frankie and Cookie, and Rosario's been really really good so in classic, in classic fashion, fashion on this episode Mets of gonna Mets. Mets Gonna Met it is just an absolute disaster there's always something going on with the Mets it, it really is just amazing how they can somehow steal headlines being several games on the 500 seemingly every season
1: yeah and obviously nothing's gonna Come from this. Like, is this going to happen? They're going to keep on losing, or maybe they go on a streak. Who's to say? But other than that, Mets going to Met. Mets going to bet.
0: You know what's crazy? Sunday was jam-packed. We had something else happen last night.
1: We had something cool happen last night.
0: Yeah. We got a uh, Vine star, YouTube star, professional boxer, Jake Paul. Going up against Tyrone Woodley, welterweight champion in the UFC, or has been. He hasn't. He hasn't been for quite some time. But uh, this is probably Jake's most legitimate fight, right? He's yeah. going against Tyrone, absolutely. Who has had a very good career in the UFC. He was very scary for quite a while in there. Uh, had a rough stretch towards, like, the end of his UFC career. That, that tends to happen when you get older and you're fighting younger guys who are just just quicker, right? That's, that happens. Mm-hmm. And he, he calls out Jake Paul, wants to fight, wants to smoke. Jake says, yeah, let's box. Let's do it. And they, they set it up. We got the fight this weekend. It was the second highest pay-per-view fight of the year, right behind his brother and Floyd Bunny Mayweather. So that's pretty cool. The, the Pauls are the real money makers in boxing right now it's
1: just wild what a what a statement. what a timeline yeah it's a wild timeline to to say the least it, it is crazy to just see these two random kids being at the top of the sport yeah. these are the biggest names in the sport pretty much besides obviously and triple g canelo triple yeah. g canelo the, those guys Tyson Fury. These are the guys that are, that are on the headlines. Yeah, Deontay Wilder, Fury, like. But it's crazy.
0: It's crazy, and it's really fun too, because you yep. kind of hear like their speeches post matches, right? And they're just like, they seem really, really like inspired and really driven to actually get good at this. Which you know, Logan has. Well, Logan's not undefeated, right? But Jake is. Yet here they are still both going out there, still both trying to get these fights and proving to themselves and to their fans and to their non-fans and to boxing enthusiasts or fighting enthusiasts or whoever that these are just some guys who really decided they wanted to do this thing and they went all out and they trained really hard. And it's been three years now since they've started this. And they're still here and they're kind of here to stay for the time being.
1: Which is why I don't understand or really welcome the hate against them. Because it's not like they're coming in and making a joke or a mockery of the sport. They're coming in and embracing every little bit of it. The grind, you know? the promo, the in-ring action, like, all of it. They're taking it all in, they're embracing it, and they're giving it their all. And they're trying to be the best. Yeah, the best. Given they still got a lot of boy, a lot to go. Yeah, and I mean. No, don't get me wrong. We're, but they're doing good for where they're at for being literally amateurs. Yeah,
0: and I mean, they're not amateurs anymore, clearly, right? No. And, um, you know, we're not expecting them to be actual champions where they're going up against uh, the King Ryans of this world and knocking them out in the third round. We're not expecting that. But they're putting in the work to get there. Yeah, and and I think this is a really important story, too, because I think in professional fighting sports, we kind of lose sight that these guys put a lot of work in, and despite their records, despite who they fight and the outcomes of those fights, there's a lot of credit to be given to these guys as a whole, Mm -hmm. right? You. You could be five and nineteen in the UFC, and still be better than ninety nine percent of the world's population at any given fighting style. But you're just playing, fighting against that one guy that's just a little bit better, and it it's such a small group of guys that are able to perform at this level. And uh, I think we lose track of that just by wins and losses. And then, like, who the matchups are and all that type of thing. So, to see these guys just be able to do it and come onto a big stage and in front of all these people, be able to put on a show, and whether or not they've won or not, which Jake has, he's 4-0, keep in mind. It's impressive to me.
1: It really is. And this was the most impressive fight, obviously. Woodley is a very, very, very... Strong opponent. Yeah, and he clearly to took the to boxing pretty well. Three. Yeah, and they went the distance. He he faced a little adversity in the fight too. Like he got knocked almost knocked down. The rope saved him, yeah. but he took a couple of hits and he he kept it rolling. And you gotta give a salute to the Jake for standing in there, cause there was every ounce of a chance that Woodley could have just knocked Jake out easily a couple of times if he connected yeah and
0: you could tell that he was obviously got a lot better at like you know dodging and avoiding and he he made him miss a couple of times or made him hit like some mm-hmm. weak contact and the result came down to a split decision and i think if you watched that fight you would just disagree um outside of that one i think it was the fifth round where woodley kind of hit him up a little bit it was a pretty dominant performance in Jake's side. He got a, he got most of the hits in. He didn't get hit a whole lot. No. He was kind of pushing the tempo. He was controlling like the zoning for the most part. Like this felt like wow, this guy just knows how to fight. And he ha- he didn't get a knockout, but he played a very very good eight rounds and should have been unanimous. It wasn't, but that's that's not really important, I guess. Wins a win. Wins a win. Saw a lot of rigged tweets. Weird.
1: I mean, we're gonna see rigged tweets after every single one. Every People fight People ever, said it with yeah. Nate Robinson, Askren, literally, and not even just the Paul brothers. Pacquiao, Mayweather, Fury, Well, like any any fight, single yeah. fight, it's rigged. NBA rigged, MLB rigged. The, the, somebody's gonna say Mickey it every Mouse time because they're not happy a, with yeah, the outcome. Yeah, exactly. So you're not happy with the outcome? Rigged. So. If there's anything that uh, you learned from watching
0: this or listening or watching or whatever you're doing with this podcast, right? If there's anything that you've learned, it's just to enjoy these sports, man. Enjoy these events. Obviously. Enjoy the bad. Enjoy the good. Enjoy the Mickey Mouse bubble championships. Enjoy Jake Paul knocking out Nate Robinson and all the memes that come from it. Why are we trying to dissect our level of enjoyment from these things and the validity of them? When they happened and there is a concrete result, typically, unless we're watching like soccer or something that ends in a draw or whatever, because that happens in some sports, let's just enjoy the moment and like sports are there yep. to be enjoyed. And unless you bet a lot of money on Woodley and lost it and you're down bad, I understand and that's tough.
1: I mean that that's your problem. <laughs> but if it if like, it's you, not you that, you knew then... what what the chances were going in. Yeah, yeah you know that. Yeah. Let's enjoy sports. So, I enjoy sports. Do you enjoy sports? I love sports. I do too. Sports are sports wild. Are sick. You get some wild stuff. Yeah. And if you can't just sit back and enjoy it, like you gotta make a big stink about it every time because you are not happy with the outcome. Yeah, sports fans, you are you're gonna be mad that your team lost, your guy lost, whatever it may be. You are gonna be upset. Sometimes you are gonna have it to gooses if if you are that. That type. No problem. It is what it is. But just sit back and enjoy it. And that that's it. Simple as that.
0: Now, some people didn't enjoy some stuff earlier this week. You wanna know why? Why? I wanna say it was Wednesday night. Okay, what if, happened Wednesday night? If you night? hop on social media, if you hop on Instagram, Twitter, wherever it might have been, a lot of media outlets were saying one of the best to ever do it. Cristiano Ronaldo had very strong links going to Manchester City. The deal felt all but done. It just hadn't been announced yet, right? We go to bed that night. As we go to bed, we see some some old Man United fans burning their jerseys. How dare you go to the other side of the city? How dare you play for City? All these types of things. People are just like, wow, City's just never going to lose another game. We wake up in the morning to find out. The City deal is scrapped. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it fell apart, but it was scrapped. And Cristiano Ronaldo comes home, makes a reunion with the place it all began, at Man United. He is a red devil once again. And all of those guys who burned their jerseys are now out of a Cristiano Ronaldo throwback jersey and got to go get a new one.
1: That's so bad. I
0: saw a lot of them, too. I saw quite a handful. And, I mean, I don't I don't disagree with the sentiment just because, like, the rivalries are so intense, and that's probably one of the bigger ones. Uh, it, it would be like if, for us, if Aaron Judge just, like, went to the Red Sox. I feel not
1: very cool about that <laughs> no not at all but the deal ain't it wasn't even done
0: yet though they didn't even wait Light. for the button to get pushed there was no tweet there was no note <laughs> and now he's back he's a red devil again um uh, man you has some weird things they got to figure out i don't know if they figured out if cavani is going to keep number seven or if uh, Ronaldo's going to get that back the weirdest thing in the world to me is that that number wasn't already retired As if we didn't know Ronaldo was one of the best to ever do it when he was leaving there already. I would have just retired his number. Soccer's weird, though. And now you have the two goats, at least of the modern day, both on brand new teams for this 2021 to 2022 season. Insane. Messi on PSG, Ronaldo on Man United. And there's a chance that Mbappe gets moved to Real Madrid, which is essentially three top five players in the world, all moving teams
1: in one foul swoop. I really hope Mbappe doesn't move because Mbappe, Neymar, Messi. I just want one season of that. That sounds really fun. Just, just one. one season. Like Mbappe could go wherever after that, Neymar, do whatever. But one one nice little season of just... Of insane, insane greatness. Yeah, please give me that. Like, do it. Yeah, give me that. I need that. Like, why would you want to leave? Like, if it's your choice, why? Why? You know, I'll never understand.
0: I'll never know. I guess they'll never know. But that's our sacrifice. I mean, you know, yeah. we're not a soccer pod by any means.
1: Not but at all. We,
0: every now and then, we can bring you some heat.
1: Hey, every now and then, we, we bring you a little little dose of whatever <laughs> it is that you want. You know what else is a that, little dose what... that
0: some people might want? What's that? Michigan wins the Little League World Series. Mm. <laughs> shout out. I didn't really watch any of it, to be honest with you. But I, I did see no. Michigan want it. Big shout out to the boys in yellow and blue. Uh, We'll be cheering for them, especially because uh, we're anti-Ohio State for a couple weeks. Not for a couple weeks. Forever. I could care less for the majority of time. But for a couple weeks, let's go Ducks. And you know why I mentioned that, too? Because we got college football coming back this week.
1: College football coming back. NFL is coming back. MLB's heating up. Ready for playoff pushes. September baseball is coming soon. A lot of fun. It's about
0: to get spicy. We had that little mid- or end-of-summer lull. Right, where it's just kind of some yep. baseball, which we love, but it's only so much baseball you can talk in August, right? Yeah. You wait you try and wait till September where the picture seems a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting both of our footballs back. I am absolutely juiced. It's yeah, fantasy it's season. I got three drafts this weekend, boy. I'm excited.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And I, I wish you were a fantasy guy, too, so we could talk some fantasy. It's it's not the case. But, I'll, you know, maybe we'll try and get one of our insiders in here. We'll get our our very own Matthew Barry, the great value Matthew Barry on here, or something like that. Who's to say? Let's make it happen. And if that's you, if you are the great value Matthew Barry, let us know. We can maybe get you on. We can have your own segment. You can
1: do a Rob Riggle thing, for all I care. Ha, <laughs>
0: But you got anything else for me this week, Brooke?
1: Nah, like we said at the start of the episode, make sure to stay tuned. This is episode 98. We got an NFL preview coming up for episode 99. And we got a special guest for episode 100. So, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Thank you guys as always.
0: We'll see you next Monday for episode 99. Stay cute until then. Take it easy, everybody.
1: Mwah!